Lagos Talks 91.3 and Corporate Shepherds presents the man of the hour. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome I.D. Enang. This is Navigate with I.D. Enang. This is Navigate with I.D. Brought to you by Corporate Shepherds. Welcome, my dear friends and very distinguished listeners to Navigate with I.D. This is your business school on radio. Friends, we've been looking at a very interesting series, and that has to do with two parts. The first part, we're talking about the key that opens any door. We looked at diligence, and from there, we also looked at communication as an effective pathway to getting things done. And then we stepped into a terrain where we talked about how we could accelerate and drive maximum success. And therein came a need for us to look at the desire to see the place of partnership or having someone you would call a partner. And we said that a partner or counselor is anyone who can provide needed insight, advice, wisdom, or any practical help for the effective achievement of a specific project, a goal, or a dream. Effectively, we have seen that partnership works, but most times when people don't get into the part of it, they want to go it all alone. There are consequences. And in the last episode, I did talk about some aspects. When you choose to go it all alone, your plans and purposes may just be frustrated. That is something that could happen. You could also fall by the wayside. And more importantly, you could experience not just financial losses, but personal humiliation. And we tagged all of this with the server of different proverbs. And so today, I'd like to really focus on the rewards of effective partnering. And as you know, we are taking this building on Stephen Scott's literature, still looking at King Solomon's secrets to success, wealth and happiness. And that gives us more or less the bedrock where we will thrive with a bit more of Proverbs, bring some things home, and you and I can look at it and say, this indeed is the pathway to go. So let me kick off by sharing with you a beautiful proverb from Sierra Leone. It reads, and I quote, it says, hands washed together come cleaner than a single hand washed by itself. And you truly wonder that truly it's well, and it is true. Another one from Lesotho. If the right hand washes the left hand and the left hand washes the right hand, both hands will be clean. As always, I'd like to build on the literature from Stephen Scott that speaks to the secrets to success, wealth, and happiness. And we'll be looking at King Solomon's insights as to how this would happen. So the rewards of effective partnering will be a way of sharing some extraordinary proverbs with you at the same time, bringing out some of the juicy parts of it that you and I can see and understand why we need to partner. 
that partnership is an accelerator. It could also be the great accelerator, that key that you need to drive maximum success. You cannot go it all alone. Like a famous Ghanaian proverb will say, that the eyelid and the eyeball should not quarrel. And what that means is that you have to do what you need to do and make sure that both are consistently working together harmoniously to make things happen. So just imagine that your eyelid and your eyeballs are quarreling. Wow, you know, there wouldn't be unity of sight. But then, if you stretch it further, you will begin to see the rewards of effective partnering. Number one, you will accomplish your dreams, goals, plans, and objectives. How do I know this? There's a proverb that says, every purpose is established by counsel. By means of looking at what King Solomon said, he believes that by recruiting and effectively utilizing a number of counselors or partners in important endeavors, that is, you invite and also have established effective partners in the form of counselors or those that work with you, you will achieve your goal in life. As a matter of fact, effective partnering is more than just a component in the achievement of our goals. It is that component that is responsible for such achievement. And that's very important for us to note. I mean, there is no employer that can do it alone. I can tell you for a fact that your vision, your dream, that which you want to achieve cannot be executed by you alone. As a matter of fact, when I look at a particular proverb from Sierra Leone, it says, and you and I know it, it says, one finger alone cannot carry a load. This is all strengthening the effective nature of partnering. And that partnering itself is a component. It is not something that you can do away with. It is a component that allows achievement of set goals or objectives. Now, I can tell you that several people have failed in their own businesses over and over simply because. They refused or they did not allow themselves to go through this process of partnership. Now, it may not be your problem. It could also be the problem of your partner or it could be sins from the past and ghosts from the past that will make people say, you know what? I don't want any partner. I'll be on my own. I'll do my things myself. But at the end, you need to check the results you would then find out that you wouldn't have made any significant pros progress simply because you certainly cannot, on your own, do everything yourself. You need people. You need partners. And so, friends, it is impossible to overestimate the power of effective counsel and partnering. So what is the second reward of effective partnering? I will say that it will help you in your business, in your life, and in your career to reduce your risk. Where does this come from? There's a proverb that says, where there is no counsel, the people will fall. 
but in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. Simply seeking a single opinion is not enough to avoid a fall. Think about if you are a student or when you were a student and you had to write your project, could you write your thesis on your own? That's why you have a supervisor. That's why you need to access various literature. That's why you need to take on different methodologies. You could choose to have a face-to-face -face interview. You could choose to have a group discussion, but you still need multitude of counselors in order to come out with your deductions that will bless a generation. Now, imagine if you are writing a thesis or a project and you do not in any way consult others. What would happen? The risk is that your output would fall through the cracks. So what do you do in reducing that risk? That risk can be reduced, certainly, by engaging partners to support you. And this is what King Solomon claims, that if we truly want to be sure we are making the best decision possible on an important issue or concern, we need many counselors. One thing that you realize is that even those that find themselves in very terminal cases or ailment, once upon a time, I've seen a situation where you have uh, an individual being told by local doctors that she had terminal case of cancer and needed to, and it had so much time to leave. Now, that particular message would get anyone totally out of the way. But then others decided to say, why don't you seek for a second opinion, as they typically would say? And this individual had to go to some other part of the world just to be examined by specialists. And today, they established a course of treatment that saved her life. And yet, over a decade later, that person has been cancer-free. And that's why, friends, we almost always tread the path of seeking counsel, getting as many counselors, because in the multitude of counselors, there's safety. Let us take this within the ambits of business. You can look through the lens now and see, especially at the period like this, when a lot of businesses are either face-to-face -face with bankruptcy or there are issues that they are having now due to vast inflationary trends, due to issues that are arising. Very many businesses are at the brink of a collapse. What do you require? This is a time when you can actually have people to come consult or who actually have the right ideas. Now, I recall a situation where someone had his business at the point of bankruptcy. And this was simply because something went amiss. And they engaged different partners. And one of those partners actually brought two ton key ideas that brought everything back to life. And clearly, when you see that, you'll know that truly, when you have wise counsel, rather than making a war, it is truly in the multitude of counselors that you can get safety. And this is where, you know, you may look at it and say, could Solomon have been talking about a war here? No, but his recommendation is applicable to any action or competition. 
So you are in a particular market, you play in a certain category, you have competitors around you, and what do you expect? By seeking wise counsel before you initiate any action, you are far more likely to choose your battles wisely. And in winning those battles, you choose to do things differently. Very often, we also create conflict with our spouses, with our children. Who is that go-to partner? That person may not be a resident partner, but will be someone or group of people that you can check into to understand and to see friendly. And diversity helps. Diversity builds. Diversity of thought brings everything together. If you don't, you will be at risk. But if you do, you will reduce the risk. And that is a reward of effective partnering. When there is a conflict, those people will help us approach the conflict and engage it in a way that will produce the best possible outcomes. And of course, you will then understand that good counsel brings a win-win and establishes a conflict resolution. Friends, what is the third reward of effective partnering? You will gain wisdom that will serve you for the rest of your life. What do I have to say? I could easily put this in the space of a proverb that speaks to the fact that when you work with wise men, you will be wise. That's true. It is exactly the same way when you find yourself in a space that this Malawian proverb says, if wisdom comes by growing a beard, then the good will be considered very wise. I'll tell you, when you do not know who you are following, when you do not see and understand who you are following, you may be walking on the wrong path. The only way you can actually work well is by understanding the people you are working with. And trust me, this proverb brings it home. It says, if wisdom is judged by size, the ant would feel foolish in the presence of an elephant. Now, everyone needs a wise counsel. Wise counsel will help you in dealing with personal and professional issues. You can have people around you who will become mentors, partners, counselors, second fathers, second mothers, take on very serious roles. And it could be professional. You can have someone who will teach you and be that professional guide. Could be in the area of business, could be in the area of marketing, could be in the area of your specialization. At the end, you will realize that a day will not go by that you don't draw upon that wisdom. That wisdom is containerized in that individual, and that way you are continually served for the rest of your life. And also, it's a two-way affair, not just one way, because you will definitely be giving something to that particular entity and to that person to be able to ensure that you keep the relationship very warm. So what is the fourth reward of effective partnering and effective partnership? It is that in troubled times, you will have someone to help you out. Do you know that two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor? But if 
either of them falls, the one will lift up his companion. This is where you find that it is important that you always have someone because in troubled times, you don't want to be alone. Nobody sails through life without experiencing trials and unexpected falls. Sooner or later, these things happen. They come to all of us. And that's why Solomon states that what should be obvious to all and yet seems to be missed by very many people, that with a good partner, there will always be someone to come to your aid and pick you up. Do you have a good partner? Do you have someone you can go to? If you don't, then realize that you are sitting on a keg of gunpowder. You cannot, I repeat, you cannot, no matter how intelligent you are, you cannot wash your hands clean with only one hand. And like I said at the beginning, if the right hand washes the left hand and the left hand washes the right hand, both hands will be clean. Whatever you do, whatever you say, it's important that you embrace the concept of partnering, effective partnering. It's absolutely critical in the times that we live in. And so, my dear friends, a fifth reward for of effective partnering is the fact that you will be able to win battles that would otherwise be lost. What do I mean? Even if you are being overpowered, I can tell you that two can defend themselves, but a cord of three strands is not quickly broken. You will realize that you may be overpowered as one person. Whenever you look at it and there are two of you, you can defend yourselves. But when you have a cord of three, that cord cannot be broken easily. And so it is very critical that we are able to put ourselves in a space of partnering and looking for the right partners. And this can come in business. When you have to launch your product, you have a business, you cannot do it alone. That's why you have media houses. That's why you have agencies. That's why you have you know different um, groups that play different roles. At the end of the day, when a product is launched and is successful, you cannot say, this is my ingenuity that has come to play. No, far from it. You have several people who have contributed to making that work. It is more or less a joint venture. You can only win battles when you come together in one swift space of unity. But what do we do sometimes? We forget so easily. We go into that singular plot of it's me, my, I, and mine. No, that is what is not going to other well. It doesn't go well because the great accelerator is in partnering, is looking for someone. Why am I emphasizing this part? Because today in our society, we truly lack faithful people. And because many people are so much into themselves, many are not able to come and harness the beauty of who we are and what we represent. Friends, partnering makes all the difference. Partnering brings things to life. Partnering can make battles become mere points of references. Where do you sit and how do you sit? It is very important for you to share and understand that when you have 
a sense of direction and a sense of partnering, things happen. When you look at a campaign, for example, that campaign or marketing campaign, it is created on the back end of a project. And that project necessitates an objective. And the objective, obviously, is to drive the relevance and the use of a product service to a certain audience. And in return, when that service is embraced and consummated, there is an exchange. And that value exchange can be in the form of monetary and non-monetary. But at the end, both entities will look at what? Profit. Now, profit is a a very serious consequence that comes as a result of good partnering. What do I mean? When you hear in business, people talk of return on investment. It means they brought something to the table and they are expecting a return. And when that return works within the metric of what they expect, then I'll say, someone will say to you, this is a good return on investment. It could be simple as you taking on uh, a simple savings or taking on mutual funds, as little as that. It can come in any way. But when it comes to relationships, there's also a return on relationships, R on R. So as you have return on investment, so you can have a return on relationships, which is why I'm emphasizing that you need to come to the party with something because it is not by what you do. It is by what we do. There is this beautiful proverb that says that you cannot pick lies from your head with one finger. No. Though I've never had uh, any tendency to have laws or lies, but clearly there's no way you can pick lies from your head with one finger. You know why? Because no matter what you do, you cannot clap with one hand. And these are very profound ways of extricating the truth and bringing to the fore the need for us to have people in our lives that can do certain things with us to help us get to our destination. The reason I'm emphasizing and taking this series seriously is because many people tend to go solo these days. They think they can go it all alone. They disregard the, the place of diligence coming from the ability to communicate and then the ability to be able to sit with others and partner to get things done. We all think that we can be heroes without necessarily having to talk to anyone or do anything. You are mistaken, my friend. Do not fall into that trap because without the strength of partnership, you will be overpowered and you could be bankrupt. Your business could break. It could get into a different spiral and at the end you will have yourself to blame so what else would i consider to be a reward for of effective partnering you will achieve greater success i mean that goes without saying what solomon does is to assure us that whatever success you might achieve by yourself with the right partner you will achieve a level of success that is widely better most people pursue their most cherished dreams alone. Why? Because they don't see how much better things could be with the right partner. I can tell you that in the course of my life and career, I cannot but 
be grateful to God for the number of strategic partners that God has brought my way from the time I became consciously responsible. And what I mean by that is the fact that when one was able to get through the shores of education and then you had to earn an income, and in earning that income, you need to be responsible to your family, to your parents, and more importantly, to the society. It takes a lot for you to get to that point and to pursue your dreams at the same time being responsible. You cannot achieve great success if you do not see how much better things could be with the right partner. And I'm still coming to this, by the way, friends, at the end of this month, on the 30th of September, this is a good segue for me to talk about what uh, the Ask ID series that is coming up at 9 p.m. on Saturday, 30th September. We're going to be talking about a very strategic um, part, and that is navigating career and life, balancing family and success and life and career. And here we are going to be speaking to this, and that will be an opportunity to share some of my own private and experiences and to give you an opportunity to ask questions. So don't miss it. You just need to get ready on Instagram. It will be on Instagram Live. My handle is at I-D-Y-E-N-A-N-G, 30th September at 9 p.m., friends. We'll do it. Time is not our friend. We'll need to take a break. And when we come back, friends, we're going to look at some other aspects of this beautiful piece that makes us look forward to what to do and how to get a greater leverage through partnering. This is Navigate with ID, brought to you by Corporate Shepherds. Welcome, my dear friends and uh, very distinguished uh, listeners. If you're joining us for the first time and you found yourself right in this space, I bid you welcome. We're looking at a very ex- important but exciting uh, topic, and it's about effective partnering. And we've been zooming in on the rewards of effective partnering, starting from the very beginning, which was our first half. Now um, we then listed with a bit of proverbs. So what can I say? Some have gone, but I'll just highlight a few so that you would understand that these things speak louder than voice itself. Yeah, we started off with this beautiful Sierra Leonean proverb that uh, reads, and I quote, hands washed together come cleaner than a single hand washed by itself. We went on to share a proverb from Lesotho, which reads, if the right hand washes the left hand and the left hand washes the right hand, both hands will be clean. Friends, those were some of the proverbs that we used in the first half to talk about and highlight the importance of partnering. And we did say that it was important for us as human beings in the course of life and our businesses to look for people that would help us provide needed insights, advice, wisdom, practical help, for the effective achievement of our specific projects, goals, or dreams. Having said that, friends, in this second half, I would like to issue a warning. Yes, the first half was about 
highlighting the rewards. There's also a place in order to bring in the balance that we need to take care to avoid the wrong partners. Very many times when I speak to people and audiences about the incalculable rewards of partnering, inevitably, someone will always come up and afterwards and speak to some horror story. Something gone wrong, you know, partnership gone wrong, as they say. And frankly speaking, when they present their experiences and they bring it as an argument against partnering, then I let them understand that, listen, that Solomon never said partner with just anyone. He gave you a caution. And that was why he did specifically drop a proverb that says, confidence in an unfaithful man in time of trouble is like a broken tooth and a foot out of joint. Now you will understand this in a better context. When you look at, there was this story about a gentleman that was visiting a remote village in some country in uh, South America. His neighbor's son broke a tooth when he beat down on a rock that was hidden in a plate of beans. This young man was a linebacker in his college football team and had experienced a lot of pain in his years of playing football. But then this young man then told him that he has never experienced pain that can quite what he felt when he broke his tooth. As bad as that is, imagine having a dislocated foot. Every step would be filled with excruciating pain. In both cases, either the case of the young man with a broken tooth or the one with a broken foot, the pain would be so intense that it would make it impossible to perform any work productively. These two scenarios reflect the kind of experience you can expect if you pick the wrong kind of partner. And this one, speaking directly, the wrong kind of partner in marriage or in business can make your life miserable. Picking the wrong partner in any area of our lives can produce life-altering consequences. And yet again, I'm inviting you specially to the Ask ID series September 30th, 9 p.m. It's live on Instagram. You can follow me at IDYENANG. We're going to be looking at navigating our career and our lives, being able to strike the balance. You know, we talk about work-life balance. Here, in this particular episode, I'll be piggybacking on seven red flags that you watch out for, which Solomon has brought out especially when choosing a partner. If we don't finish, know that there's a destination. We will get there. One thing you must understand, friends, is the fact that if a man cheats you once, shame on him. If he cheats you twice, shame on you. That's a Kenyan proverb. And I must tell you that this whole item does not sit alone. You have a role to play. Okay? So what are these? consequences when you decide to pick or you have a wrong partner what are those red flags that you must see that you must watch out for number one a lack of integrity and i'll start with a proverb whoever partners with a thief hates his own soul and you know 
it's very interesting because I can recall, I think it must be a proverb I read, must be from Malawi or something, where they said, a thief is a thief, even if he steals an orange or the one that steals a diamond, that a thief is a thief. So whoever is partnered with a thief hates his own soul. What Solomon means more than a person who literally steals another man's possessions. To Solomon, here, a thief is anyone whose character subordinates, suppresses, or abandons honesty for the sake of self-gratification or for the pursuit of ambition. A man who lies on his income tax return, a man who goes to falsify his records, a man who changes his birth certificate, huh? a man who does all manner of stuff or does personal business on company time is just as much a thief as one who snatches a purse or steals a car or robs a bank. The only difference is the target and degree of dishonesty. A man who is dishonest with others will sooner or later be dishonest with you or your clients, whether you like it or not. So if you take that kind of a person, having known that he has that particular tendency and say, no, he has repented, he has done this, now the balance is, what if someone has truly repented? Well, that is why they have probation. But when you open your door and the man is able to enter your bedroom, then he has walked all the way from the gate into the living room and you have been able to give him access into your life. Many of us give people access into our lives without looking thoroughly through the window. There are red flags. And talking about red flags, remember. So if a man is dishonest with others, he will certainly later be dishonest with you or your clients. Now, I can tell you in general terms that most, if not everyone, would have lied or cheated more than once in their lives. But most people feel guilty about it. And their actions usually represent an exception in their life rather than a norm. These are not the people Solomon warns about. Solomon warns about people who are quick to rationalize or excuse their own dishonesty. People for whom dishonest behavior is the rule rather than the exception. This is how they live. They live on lies, fabrication, and all manner of ill will. To partner with such a person will ultimately cause us to compromise our very being. Now, I look at a woman who says, I do, to a man you know is already yahoo yahoo, or is doing yahoo plus, or plus plus plus, or is severely enthroned in drugs, and you say he will change. Trust me, you and your generations after, it starts from you taking part. He will give you a little, you say he's in love, you collect it, and before you know it, all your children. That is, if you guys get married, what do you think? You have a house full of addicts. And what will happen? You can see destruction come. Friends, whoever is partnered with a thief hates his own soul. Character does count. Integrity should be the most important trait we look for when choosing a partner, a mate, or a counselor. You'll be very shocked that most people decide to go the same pathway simply because they want to get away 
from societal pressure. That's another thing. How can society or your family put pressure on you to the extent that you get into an amorous relationship with someone who you know is not living right? And when I've been living right here, you know everything about him is wrong. He cheats on everything that he sees, whether it's his personal business, whether it is he steals wallets, he steals cars, he robs, he does all manner of things. And you see that person is rich, is good. Well, character does count. Second red flag that I'll put out there is a quick temper or deep-seated anger. Mm. And this is a proverb that brings this to life. Do not make friendship with an angry man and with a furious man. You will not go. Don't go to a furious man and don't make friends with an angry man. Now, how many divorces would be avoided if people paid attention to this one admonition of, of Solomon? The reason Dr. Smalley states says that anger is the single most destructive force in a relationship. I mean, we all have it. We all have a spit of it in us. It starts with a temperament. Some people have some very vociferous temperament and they could explode in the shortest time, a short fuse. But really, these things come as a result of a trigger. And this trigger could be based on a past thought or it could also be on something that has been done. Everybody, and I must say it, occasionally would lose his or her temper. But what Solomon is talking about is a man or woman whose character is permeated with anger. Such people are quick to lose their temper because the root causes of their anger have never been effectively dealt with. That's why I said to you, this comes as ghosts from the past. There's a trigger. And that trigger in itself will be an ugly incident that will bring them to that space. And when you look at it, you'll find there are insights that come through as regards this particular thing. All one will simply want is that you be careful. Do not form any bond as much as possible of partnership with an angry person. And when I'm saying this, until you find that that person has gone for some measure of exercise, I mean, exercise here, seeing a counselor, going for some health check, because many times such always lead to a disaster, one way or the other. We've seen it happen at different times. We've seen it different scales of unfortunate incidents that come either by way of murder or something. And it's really driven by anger. An angry person will set aside reason, personal responsibility and matters of conscience under that driving force of their anger. Sooner or later, that anger can bring them down and their partners will take the fall with them. friends. This admonition doesn't mean that you can't be kind or going to such a person. That's not what I'm saying. It's merely a red flag. And it's to warn us not to enter into any kind of interdependent relationship. When you're looking for something that is a lot more long-lasting, if it's someone that you are in um, some form of environment with that you can manage, that's fine. But if you're stepping in either in terms of lifelong relationship, marriage, etc. You need to make sure that person goes through absolute therapy. Otherwise, 
that thing you're looking for, which is the effective partnering, may not necessarily come through. The third item, which I'll consider a red flag to watch out for when choosing a partner or counselor, is seated within the ambit of a proverb that says, leave the presence of a fool or you will not discern words of knowledge. What Solomon is saying here is underlining the word foolishness. It tells us that if we seek counsel and partner with wise people, we will gain wisdom that will serve us in the near term and throughout our life. The opposite is also true, very true. If we partner with the kind of person Solomon calls a fool, we will lose the ability to discern true knowledge. In other words, we will not be able to tell the difference between good ideas and bad. When you read different biographies and business case studies or case histories, you will never be amazed. I've read some. And when you check it, you never cease to be amazed at how many business executives do incredibly stupid things. Seemingly bright men and brilliant men make terrible choices and errors in judgment, both personally and in their business decisions. Often, these foolish decisions result from the association with certain people, could be men of their agenda, could be opposite sex, sometimes could be with other corporate executives, sometimes with consultants, sometimes with friends. But truly speaking, friends, when you are not able to discern and you do not have the right person with you and within your space, the tendency is that you will bring the house down. Now, let me leave this particular point with a proverb. And I hope this proverb sinks in very well. It says, a house does not fall, leaving the roof intact. There is no way a house will fall and the roof will be intact. So be wary. Leave the presence of a fool or you will not discern words of knowledge down the road. What is the fourth red flag that I'm bringing to your notice? Listen, friends. Every community is full of people who offer opportunities that promise a huge return. But just a little investment or effort, opportunities that at first hearing sound too good to be true. Hmm. What Solomon warns us not to follow are these people or their recommendations. That's why a lot of us get into trouble. Someone comes and offers you an investment that will give you a return of 32% or 35% or 40%, all you need to do is start with this initial investment. And then they'll give you this daily. It will accumulate into X percent at the end of the month. And you don't investigate before you invest. What this is telling you is a red flag. Anyone who offers a lot for a little, that is a red flag. Anytime someone offers a lot for a little, underline opportunities. That's what they call it. First hearing sounds too good to be true. But when you follow through to the end, you realize that it's a hole. And if we shouldn't follow them, then we certainly should not become involved in any kind of committed relationship or partnership with them. And what am I saying? We should be careful because such can take us into poverty. Do you know that many of us that have ignored this warning and sometimes borrowed millions or thousands of naira to invest with a person offering such an opportunity 
what would happen? The money has gone. That money gets tied up for some three to six and one year. And if you decide to wait for it and it doesn't happen, Triple M is a good place that many people are putting their investments. Some were lucky to have gotten something back. But down the road, what happened? There are still some that are sitting under the, you know, under the radar, coming in different guises that you put here, you put there. Beware of anyone who offers a lot for a little. You would have your money tied up for a period, and by the time they tell you it will quadruple, by the time the company is going public, at the end, that company may, most times, they go bankrupt. And what happens? Your hundreds, your thousands, and your millions, boom, will get bombed, and they'll be lost. Friends, you don't have to be a millionaire to get sucked in to get rich, quick schemes. There are fast buck artists on social media. They are now on TikTok. They give you all kinds. They are there on Instagram. They are in very many spaces, real estate, stock trading, uh, forex trading, and so on. All you have to do is send them a few hundreds of Naira to learn how. People and opportunities that ask you for very little and promise you a lot in return are people not to be trusted. When you run into them, turn around, run away. Reason is, there's a proverb that says, a marriage tree can be killed by its own fruit. Faith is the excessive use of flattery. Excessive use of flattery. And I have two proverbs to highlight this. One is the fact that a man that flatters his neighbor spreads a net for his feet. And another one that says a lying tongue hates those it crushes and a flattering mouth walks ruin. What is the difference between praise and flattery? Oh, as the politicians, I hope they know. Just watch them. Watch them come on television. Watch them when they are speaking to their principals and watch them when you are around, when they are in, in their own setting. Ha, ah, there's praise and there's flattery. But there's so much of flattery. And you will understand that in the real context of the word, the word praise translates as something that is a commendation. Of, and, if, and this is the context in which Solomon uses it. He translates praise as a commendation. While the word he uses for flattery is synonymous with smooth talk. Flattery is smooth talk. That is meant to puff up ego. Praise is meant to commend you for your character traits and your worthwhile efforts and deeds. Anytime a smooth talker flatters you, be on guard. There's a difference between praise and flattery. Praise is about commendation for the good work you're doing based on your character traits and your worthwhile efforts and deeds. But when you find a smooth talker coming through, you need to be on guard. Now, the man who will offer you the opportunity to quadruple your money, only the time will tell. This man will open up his floodgates of flattery. And he may just have it in front of a wider audience. Many of you will get so encapsulated and before you know it, because you need four times more what you put in, the greed inside you will dial up and connect with the greed in the man 
And at the end of the day, there will be an implosion and all your money will vamoose or investments. Then you get into debt because the tendency is that you spread the net wide. You may go to your wife and collect some of our monies with your cousins, your friends, and say they should mop up, give you some money because some smooth talker has been able to bring you into a space of excessive flattery and you've fallen thinking you have an opportunity or an investment, not knowing that you have just been led to a place where you will fall flat. Let me tell you something. There's a proverb from Congo that says that deceiver's ultimate victim is himself. Do you want to be the de deceiver's ultimate victim? Then go ahead and listen to a flatterer. It will get you into debt before you know. The sixth red flag is an inclination to gossip and exaggeration. What do I have to share with you here? It's a proverb that says, whoever goes about as a talebearer reveals secrets. Therefore, meddle not with him that flatters with his lips. What Solomon shares with us here is distrusted big talkers, people who talk a lot and perform little. He had an even greater problem with liars, with gossips, with flatterers, and people who reveal other people's secrets. He urges us to pay attention to what comes out of other people's mouths. When you encounter these traits in a person, do not follow their lead, do not seek their counsel, and do not partner with them. When you look at the different occasions, before you get into most of these proverbs I will share with you, you'll find that you may have assistants who turn out to gossips, big talkers and flatterers. But if you are not in the space, you will easily decipher. If you are in, then you have to watch out because when you have a disregard for rules, regulations, laws, or boundaries, then you are a sitting duck for flatterers and for those who will abuse the good works that partnership and partnering, effective partnering will bring. Friends, I don't know what else to say, but this is one episode that is, I hope I didn't overload you with Proverbs, but let me leave you with the last one. And I hope you take it as my take-away gift. And it's a proverb that says, truth is like oil. No matter how much water you pour on it, it will always float. On this note, I'd like to say thank you to you for listening. We're back on Thursday by God's grace. Don't forget, this is your business school on radio. I will take it away from here. God bless you and have a good time. Goodbye. And that was Navigate with ID, brought to you by Corporate Shepherds.